Church, tonight it's, it's a great privilege. We have Dan Frecker. And Dan has uh, just become one of the executive members of our church. He and his wife, Ebony, oversee youth. They oversee our Sunday night program. Uh, he's, we call him Director Dan because he's the director of all the groups in our church, providing resources and coaching uh, for all of our group leaders. And tonight he's going to come and bring the Word of God to us. So why don't we stand on our feet and welcome this mighty young man to come and preach in the house. Hey, thank you. Awesome. So excited to be up here tonight and uh, we're going to have a great night in the house of God. But I just wanted to pray for us before we begin. Why don't we all just, just reach out to God one more time before we get into the Word. Just I want everyone to close their eyes. Now, if you're new, we, we just do that to block out all distractions. But in our heart right now, I want us all to lift our eyes to Jesus. Father, I pray right now for every person in this place. I pray that you would come, Holy Spirit, and touch their life exactly where they are. Lord, I pray right now that, Lord, as we lift our eyes to you, things that have been bothering us, challenges in our life, God, I pray that they begin to drop off our spirit. God, I pray against all anxiety right now. I pray the peace of God that surpasses all understanding would guard everybody's heart and mind. It would flow here right now in the name of Jesus. So Holy Spirit, we open up our heart to You and we pray tonight, God, that You would speak to each and every single one of us in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Hey, why don't we give God one last hand? You can grab your seat as we do. Awesome. Oh, so much fun. Let the party begin. I love church. I love how much fun we have and uh, it's always a good time in the house of God. But Hey, um, I don't know if you, you saw. Oh, thank you, Ben. You guys can grab your seat. You did fantastic. Let's give them a hand. Love our band. Got my dad over here on the keys, getting it done. Awesome. Should be a DJ. What do you reckon? DJ Roddy. DJ Rod the Bod. Yeah. He has big muscles. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, Dad. I love you. So... Won't embarrass him anymore. Actually, yeah, it's good. I'm sure he's embarrassed me over my childhood, so reverse. Nah, love, love you, Dad. Hey, um, I don't know if you saw on social media, but Eb and I, we just went to uh, Melbourne with our senior ministers, Pastor John and Dan, and uh, we had just such a great time. Uh, I actually have a photo of us I'd love for us to put up. Um, we were, we um, went, and this is where uh, we're planning a church, um, a campus, sorry, as a church. And I don't know if you can see that there, but I have a matching hat to Pastor John. Now, I don't know what happened. It all happened so quick. Does anyone follow AFL at all? Yeah, we got a few people. Four. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I've signed up for Carlton, apparently. Is there any other Carlton supporters? Come on. And I, I hear that they came dead last last year, um, so I can only go up, which is, is positive. I'm a positive person. I'm happy about that. But um, hey, Evan, I just really wanted to honor our senior ministers, and we're so grateful for them, we, for believing in us, for always encouraging us and empowering us, and just never giving up on us you know, in so many ways. And we just love you and honor you. And um, why don't church, can we just show our honor to our senior pastors? We are blessed with the best pastors in the world. Uh, which is awesome. But I thought I'd, I'd start tonight, Group Launch Sunday, by sharing a bit of my testimony, uh, or another word, my story. Now, eight years ago now, I walked through these doors um, uh, as a 17-year-old young man, and you know, I was going through a hard, hard time in that point in my life. And 
You know, I can tell you this. I made one decision when I walked through these doors that radically changed my life. And I can say this so honestly, and I I share this to so many people that eight years ago, since I walked through these doors, my life has flourished. God has blessed me so abundantly in every area of my life. I wanted to share just a few things, um, just to share my story. You know, since I walked through these doors, uh, my family, you know, I, I mentioned my, my amazing parents and my brother, my family, I grew closer with my family. Our relationships only got better. I found my beautiful wife in this church and I got married two and a half years ago. I found amazing friends, friends that I'll keep for the rest of my life, no matter where any of us move to all around. Australia or the world. Let me tell you this, my finances have flourished. I can say this honestly, that every year since I've come to the house of God, my income, there has been one year that it hasn't gone up. And God just keeps blessing me over and over again with my income. Uh, I've I've bought my first home and, and I've just found so much favor whenever I've needed a job. Miraculously, God has just blessed me and amazing doors have been opened to me. I've found favor in my health. I um, finished a uni degree and God helped me get through that um, as well as my best friend, Red Bull. Um, Oh, I love Red Bull. I found my destiny in this church. You know, the reason God put me on this earth. I found peace. I found joy. Let me tell you, I could go on for hours about how God has blessed my life. And, you know, that was just a few in all areas of my life. It has flourished. And you know what? I count this to one decision. One decision, and I really wanted to share that with us here tonight. The decision I made is as soon as I walked through these doors, I went all in for God and I went all in for church. I got planted in the house of God. I want everyone to say the word planted. And see, when when we're all in for Jesus, we're all in for His house. You know, we shouldn't love one and not love the other. We shouldn't be all in for one and not the other. Now, the Bible says this, that the church is the bride of Christ. Now, I used to find that a bit, you know, a bit strange, but you know what? It's like, it's true. And since I got married, this has made sense a lot more to me because you know what? Now that I'm married to my beautiful wife, Ebony, you know, if someone wants to be my friend and, and likes me and wants to hang out with me, but they dishonor my wife or they're disrespectful to my wife, guess what? I'm, gonna, I'm flicking you out of my life. I want nothing to do with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and that's so important to me is if I, if I let people close into my world, I want them to love my wife as much as they love me. And Jesus is like that. He's like, hey, if you love me, uh, I want you to love the house of God because Jesus loves his house. And, you know, if you're all in for God, I feel this tonight that you, some people here, are gonna, it's going to be a moment in your life where you go all in into the house of God. I want to share a scripture with you, which everything I just shared, I, I believe this is why my God has blessed me so much. And I know this is a powerful scripture. Let's look at Psalms 92.13 together. It says this, that those who are planted, there's that word, everyone say planted, in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Everyone say flourish in the courts of our God. See, this principle is powerful because when you and I are planted in the house of God, it releases the the favor of God, the blessing of God. And you and I will find that our life, and we don't even, you know, for me, so many of these things are miraculous and God is just, it's, it's just like my, it just flourishes in every area. And I know for you, as you plant yourself in the house of God in 2019, you will find 
areas of your life will just flourish. Your finances, your family, your friendships, your health, they will just begin to flourish. And this, you know, I, I believe this promise is powerful. I often remind God of it. You know, I, I stand on this promise. I say, God, I am planted in your house and you said my life would flourish. And so when I have a need in my life, when I'm struggling with my finances, I'll say, God, hey, you said my life will flourish. I stand on it. And I had this revelation and I want to share, you know, I, I'm sharing my story, but so often you and I think of this word getting planted in the house of God as coming to church on a Sunday every week, which is awesome, by the way, sitting down, enjoying worship, enjoying the sermon, and, and going home. And, and so often we can think, and that was my mindset for a while, that that's being planted. But I've come to realize there's so much more to the house of God than just coming on a Sunday and sitting, you know, and looking at the beautiful uh, head of the person in front of you. You know, I mean, there's so much more to the house of God. And, you know, I want you to, to picture this. I got a, a second photo of a tree. Now, when I think of being planted, I just we all automatically think of a tree, right? But I want you to look at this. You know, we look at that tree, and it's beautiful, and it's big. And, and you know, when you and I look at trees, we can't always see the roots under it that, 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 that's planted that tree into the ground. But if you look at this, I find it amazing that the root system is actually even bigger than the tree. And you know what? The, the deeper the roots, the stronger the tree can grow, the, the higher it can grow, the more healthy it is, the more storms it can withstand. And you know, I found the exact same in my life, that I need to, to plant myself deeper and deeper in the house of God. But as I grow deeper and get planted more and more, my life can flourish higher and higher. I, God blesses me more and more, and I can be a stronger a person than I was before. But you know what? I thought I would... Um, I, I don't normally do this. This is fun. Um, I'm like a, back when I was a teacher, I used to do this all the time and the kids couldn't understand it. But I, I just want you to, to picture a tree. So there's, there's a big tree and, oh, look at that. Yes. You have to use your imagination. There's some branches. Thank you. Very encouraging tonight, people. All right, that's a tree. And, you know, I remember when I walked through these doors, the first decision I made, and this planted me, was I was going to attend Sunday services. Everyone say services. I remember I came, I, I, and, and I literally went to church every single service there was. Uh, you know, I lit, straight away, I was all in. I'm like, every Sunday I'm going to be there. Uh, and we had like a Saturday night um, healing service the week after I first came. Guess what? Me and my dad were there. I was dragging my dad to church after he tried to, you know, after years of him like, oh, come on, come with me. I was dragging them. I was like, and then Friday, the week after I was there, I just made a commitment. I'm going to go to every single service. But you know, if you and I are just here, you know, yes, it's, we're, we're, we're starting to get planted. But the thing is this, if we only have that one, um, that one thing, we just come on a Sunday. You know, if we look at this tree, that root system doesn't look too strong, does it? And I, I know that when a, maybe when a wind or a storm will come, that tree might be able to stand for a while, but eventually it's going to fall. You know what? A second decision I made that strengthened me getting planted was serving. Everyone say serving. I literally, I don't know how this got allowed, but I, I literally, I came to church and then one week later I was running a group in youth. 
Like, come on, how good is that? That's immersion. I, was, I joined about four teams. I was on the new Christian team, the youth team, uh, this team, that team, this team, uh, on the worship team. And then Josh said I wasn't allowed on it. And so I got kicked off, which um, uh, dreams broken. Love you, Pastor Josh. I'm just joking. Uh, I was just, I just straight away got into serving. But you know what? I found that that planted me in a deeper way. But you know what? That last thing I did, as I just said, and this is the last one, the decision I made straight away is, as I said, literally within one week, I attended a group and I led a group. And eight years later, that has not changed once. I have, for eight years, since the Sunday I came to church, I have attended a group and led a group. And you know what? I really believe that, you know, to, as we comprehend this scripture, that those who are planted in the house of God, it's more than just a Sunday. And here tonight, I really want to focus on this aspect of groups because yes, it's great to come to services and I encourage that and be here every Sunday. And then let's get on the dream team. Let's begin to serve. But tonight I want to talk about groups and how powerful they are. So why don't you turn to the person next to you and say groups. Now, this isn't a new concept. If you and I look at the early church, I'll get that next scripture up, guys, in Acts 2, 46. You know, this was the, the, the early church after Jesus had just um, died and risen again and the Holy Spirit had just come. And it says this, that they worshiped together at the temple each day. That's like what we're doing here tonight. They came to the house of God. They worshiped together. And I love Sundays and I love coming to church so much. And But then it continues on. It didn't stop there. Not a full stop, but a comma. And it says this, they met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. See, this has been the intention of the house of God from the very beginning, that we would meet together corporately and worship our God uh, together, but then we would also meet in homes. And I love that. How cool is that? That they had small groups back all the way when the first church uh, was planted. I love that thought. And you know what? I just want to talk about three simple things. That, that will happen in you and I, in our life as we go to small groups. I'm passionate about small groups. I love them. I immerse myself in them, as I said, and I, I, I actually love them so much that I love leading them. I love going to them. And I, number one thing I love about going to a small group is this. We get encouragement. I'd love to look at a, a quick story in the Bible. In 1 Samuel 23, uh, verse 15, this is a story about David. Uh, and it says this, that one day near Horish. Now, if you're pregnant right now and looking for a child's name, that's a good one. Horish. What do you reckon, Eb? Horish. Oh, she's not pregnant, by the way. Anyway, that got bad. We're not pregnant, I promise. Anyway. Oh, that's great. All right, Horish. All right, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> So good. Horish Frecker. Probably not going to happen. All right. <laughs> Maybe a middle name. All right. David received the news that Saul was on the way to Ziph. There's another one. To search for him and to kill him. <laughs> that mood dropped and to kill him. All right. David was having a bad day. 
You know, David was in a, in a moment where he had been um, basically kicked out of his home. His previous master and king who loved him so much was basically in a moment turned and began to try to kill him, threw spears at him. And, and David had to leave his wife, leave his family, leave all his belongings. He literally had to escape the town for his life. And here we find um, once again that David's received that news. Hey, Saul's coming again. He's found you and he's trying to kill you. You know, he'd been on the run. And I can just imagine in this story, David, is, is he's discouraged. You know, he's been on the run. He's living like a, like a, he calls himself like a worthless dog, like a flea, that everyone hates him and has betrayed him. He's on the run. Life isn't going too good for him. And I can just imagine, he's like, oh, again, Saul's coming to kill me. And it's almost like I can picture, he's just getting discouraged. You know, in life, it is so easy for you and I to get discouraged. Almost on a daily basis, you and I are bombard bombarded with thoughts to discourage us. We're bombarded with situations that's trying to sap our courage. In fact, the enemy wants you and I to be discouraged. It's a tool of the enemy. But check this out. In verse 16, we hear of a, a good friend named Jonathan. Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God don't be afraid, Jonathan reassured him. See, what I love about this story, and it's something so powerful, is that David didn't call Jonathan and say, hey, bro, I want to go out for a coffee. I need some encouragement. Like David didn't even um, reach out to Jonathan. But David had someone in his life who cared about him, who was praying for him, who loved him. And, he, and when David was in one of his darkest times, David had a friend who went to find him. And what did he bring with him? He brought encouragement and reminded David of all that God had for him. I love that thought. He had a friend who was praying for him, who noticed when, when stuff was starting to get a bit hard in his life. And he went and he brought courage. Can I ask you this question? In, in, in your darkest times, in your darkest day, who would go to find you? and encourage you? Who would notice if you and I, and I'm asking myself, who would notice if I was going through a tough time and I, I, I began to feel defeated and retreat from life and I began to go to church a little bit less. I began to feel discouragement eating away at me. Who would notice if you and I were in that? And I love this thought that Jonathan went to him. And can I tell you that this is what being part of a small group is all about. It's having people in our life who bring encouragement to us, who, who will go and find us when we begin to pull back. When you and I begin to go through the challenges, they notice and they pick up on it and they come and they bring encouragement. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says this, So encourage each other and build each other up. I love that. Go, so encourage each other. And I can tell you with full confidence in my own life, if I wasn't part of a group, if I didn't have people in my life who believed in me, who loves me, who, who pray for me and who encourage me when I needed it, I can say with full confidence, I wouldn't be here today. I would have given up. There's been so many times where I've wanted to give up, where I'm feeling discouraged so deeply. And then I get a text from my group leader saying, hey, Dan, I was praying for you this morning, man. And I just want you to know that God's on your side. You got this. You're going to get through this. And you know what? When I read that text, something on the inside of me, it just puts courage in me. And I'm like, you know what? Wait a minute. That's right. 
My enemy is beneath my feet. I will overcome this. God is on my side. And I believe for David, as Jonathan brought courage to his spirit, something in him rose again. He's like, actually, you know what? That's right. Although Saul's trying to kill me right now, I know that my God's on my side and I know that he will come through for me. Man, this is powerful to bring courage into people's lives. We need others. We are better together. And I, I know for me, even as a group leader, I, I, as I'm praying for my, my members of my group, so often I'll get like a word for them or a scripture or I'll just send them a text saying, hey, I was praying for you this morning. And can I tell you, literally, I've probably done about 500 in the last eight years or whatever. Probably every second time they'll reply and they'll say, Dan, that was exactly what I needed to hear right now. Thank you. That encouraged me. I'm telling you, encouragement is powerful. And as you and I uh, get planted in the house of God, not just in services, but as you and I get planted in groups, we will find God surrounds us with people who bring courage into our heart and they will notice when things are going tough and they will go and find you. As you join a group in turn one, I know God will use people to bring courage into your life. And, you know, just a quick side note. I love this about being part of a group. Did you know that every group leader has made a commitment to pray for everyone in their group every day? Isn't that an amazing thought? I know for me, I love that thought that someone is praying for me by name every day. And you know what? As you join a group, that will be true for you. Your leader will be praying for you every day. And I know that's powerful. Hey, number, number one is we find encouragement. Number two is doing life together. You know, one thing I just love about groups is that we simply do life together. We're there for each other in the good times. We're there for each other in the challenging times. It's seriously, for me, it's like a second family. You know, it's like I have people in my life who love me and who are there for me. And, you know, I picture it like this. As our church grows larger and larger, it also grows smaller and smaller. Let me explain that, that, you know, we have a massive church family and we are a big family. We're a church of over a thousand people. And it's amazing that, you know, we are a big family, like a big Greek family. We come to church and we love on each other and we're fun and it's a big party in the house of God and it's amazing. But do you know what? We're going to keep growing. We'll be 2,000 before we know it. We'll be 3,000. We'll be in 10 locations. And you know what? As it gets bigger and bigger, you and I need to make sure we're also part of a small family as well as the big family. Every single one of us needs to be part of a group of 8 to 15 people. who, And they're our group. They're our, they're our group who love us. And then when we come to church on Sunday, when we gather for the big party, we have, a, we have a whole row of our group that we can sit with. We know people and it's amazing. And I know that for me, uh, I just, you know, I actually wanted to honor group leaders. They're not here tonight, but I'll make sure they listen to this. But the flutters, give me a wave. Who's in the flutters connect group? I know there's a few. Awesome. And I, what I love about these guys is they do life together. They all sit together in church. They do growth track together as a group. I think that's amazing. They go and do meals together. It's awesome. And let me encourage you, as you join a group, you'll have a group of people to do life together with, which I love. You know what? I, I, I remember when I first came, I didn't have many friends in church. I, I felt like I didn't know many people. I'd sit with my mum and my dad in the eighth row, and I didn't have many friends. But... You know what? In a group, I found a, a friend called Michael Ford. 
And, you know, we met in a young adult connect group. We then went to a young adult conference. And let me tell you, we became such good friends. Um, we, we just helped each other in our walk with God. We dreamed together. And you know what? A few years later, we both became pastors together. And then a few years later after that, he was standing with me uh, on the aisle as my wife walked down. You know what? I found my greatest friend in a group. And I just want to encourage you that if you're struggling to make friends at church, maybe you feel a little bit lonely, you know, where you are right now. Can I encourage you? The best place to find friends is in a group. I know that happened for me. And you have to know that, you know, there is a place for you in our church and in a group. You belong here. And I know that'll happen for you. All right. Lastly, number three is growing together. Why don't we all say that? Growing together. See, we grow spiritually in groups. We experience freedom and healing in groups. And I want to share an amazing uh, quote. Pastor Phil Pringle says this. He says, We are built to function together, not as individuals. Hashtag better together. He says this, Each of us have pieces of each other's destiny within us. I have maybe 10% of my destiny within me. This is crazy. 10%. The missing pieces to my puzzle are found in others. See, Pastor John shared this this morning. If you and I just come to Sunday services and we just have this one thing keeping us planted in the house of God, maybe we'll only find 10% of our destiny because we're doing it alone. But as you and I get into a group, we will find our destiny in each other. It'll, it'll flourish. We'll begin to grow together. You know, I, I have a few photos. I wanted to share some groups um, I ran over the years. If we can get those up, team. Uh, we'll, we'll see some people we recognize, I think. Uh, photo number three. It's coming up. Here's one I ran in about 2013. Jacob Hickman, look at that haircut. Daniel Clark, Nick Brotherton, come on, next photo. I love that. Oh, look at that. There's some Nick Hickman, some Sam Burnage, a bit of David Morris. So cute. Liam Sarich, my man. Our next photo. Here's a group that we ran. There's like, now can we just all look at Nick Hickman? And that is just creepy. What are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> and then can we just get up the next photo, please? Yeah, there's some. There's Keegan, Mitch Pierce, uh, Andrew. Yeah, come on, Sam Burn again. Uh, and then if we can just get this one last photo up, and I want to finish on this. That you know, my first ever Connect Group boy was David Morris. Look at him. We went um we went out for a milkshake. I remember that before he could drink coffee legally, and um. And can I just say for everyone in those photos, who's grateful for puberty? Um, <laughs> I know I am. Jesus, yes. Come on. If you're, if you're a teenager, puberty is your friend. <laughs> anyway, you know, keep that photo up for me, guys. Uh, David Morris, you know, um, when, I, when Josh told me to launch a group, and I was so pumped about it. David had never been to a connect group before. And um, I saw him in the, I can't remember, we were probably at youth on a Friday at church. And, and Josh said, hey, go ask him to go in your group. And, you know, we, we met. And he, he joined my group for years and we'd go out for coffee. And uh, I remember straight away, I saw such a call of God on his life. And I remember just catching up with him, encouraging him. Um, he went through some hard times. I remember helping him through it. But you know what? Me and uh, David and I, we grew together. And you know,
although I was in the group with him, I was leading the group, but we've gone on a journey of now six or seven years and our destinies have, have risen up together in the house of God. You know what? Um, you would have heard this morning and we're about to hear again, but as um, Ev and I go to plan a campus in Melbourne uh, later this year, it's actually David Morris who will be uh, stepping up as a youth pastor alongside Piata Childs six years later. And you know, David, I just wanted to honor you, man. You have such a call of God in your life and I've seen it in you from the, the day I met you and I'm so proud of you. And I know you're gonna do great things for God. I'm your, I'm your biggest fan. So let's give it up for David. I'm so proud of him. Love you, bro. You know, we, we grow best in relationships. Maybe if David hadn't got planted in a group, he may have, he may have missed out on that aspect of his destiny. 10% of our destiny is by ourselves, but we find the rest in others. We grow best in relationships. And I'm going to invite the band up as I, I come to a close, but you know, I really wanted to finish this message just encouraging every single person in this room to join a small group. And, and you will find, you know, for your life, as you plant yourself in the house of God, you will have a story just like me. And you will say, you know what? I look back on the moment when I went all in for the house of God. I planted myself in a services in serving and in groups. And you will say, you know what? My life has flourished. I found my destiny and God has moved in my life. And, you know, maybe you're here tonight and you, you, you may be newer to church. You've never even heard of these things called groups. Can I encourage you? It is such an important part of the life of our church. We're a church of groups. And I just want to encourage you, if that's you, let today be the day you join a group. Just, just give it a go. And I promise you're going to love it. Bring a friend with you. But you know, maybe you're, you're here and you, you've wanted to join a group, but you're just that little bit nervous or shy or, or just feel that little bit of intimidation. Do you know that's so normal? It's normal to feel a little bit scared. It's normal. But you know what? I just wanted to also encourage you. There's that word, encouragement. I wanted to encourage you that you'll have a, you'll find a group of people who are the friendliest people on the Sunshine Coast. You'll find a group leader who will just welcome you and look after you. And you know what? I, I'm so glad that I, I pushed part my comfort zone and I went to a group. And I just want to encourage you. Be bold if that's you. Do it scared. That's one of my new mottos. Do it afraid. Even if I'm a little bit scared about something I know God wants me to do, I'm just going to do it scared. I'm going to be bold sometimes. And I'm just going to, you know what? I might be a little bit afraid and intimidated, but I'm just going to do it because I know God's on it. Three things. As you and I find a group, as we get planted, we will find encouragement. We will do life together and we will grow together. It's so powerful. And you will find your life will flourish and we're going to hear a bit later about how you can join a small group. I'm going to invite Josh up in a moment. But you know, uh, I shared that, uh, that eight years ago, I walked through these doors for the, for, um, again as a 17-year-old young man. And I said I made that decision to go all in for Jesus and all in for the house of God. But you know, there's an even more important decision I made the week before I came to church. And I remember it so well is that I made a decision to enter into a relationship with Jesus. You know, we just heard Shauna's story, how she made a decision, you know, to enter into a relationship with God. You share that so powerfully, Shauna. But you know, I remember for me, before I accepted Jesus into my life, there was an emptiness on the inside of me. I remember asking these big questions of life. There has to be more to life than this. I tried to fill this emptiness with the acceptance of other people, with a girlfriend, 
with being popular, with parties, with alcohol, with achievements. But you know what? I remember more than anything else, I would wake up the next day and that emptiness would still be there. I was lonely. This is a 17. I just finished high school. I was lonely. I was angry at life. I, was, I had feeling such strong feelings of depression and, and hopelessness. I would look to my future with such uh, doom and gloom. And, and I remember looking into the mirror and I just, I honestly couldn't stand the person looking back, back at me. I was so stricken with guilt and, and of the person I had become. And, you know, that's where I was at 17. Maybe here tonight you can resonate to part of that story, of my story. But I, I made a decision that, you know what, Jesus, I want a relationship with you. I remember I was so afraid to come back to Him, but I just stepped out and I said, God, if you're real, here tonight I need you to show me. And I said a prayer inviting Jesus into my life. I was so scared that He was going to be angry with me, that He would turn His back on me or hate me because of what I had done. But I found a God who loved me, who accepted me. And in my bedroom that night, I just remember crying and crying as His love overwhelmed me, His acceptance. And I just remember feeling forgiven of all I had done wrong. And you know, my life made a full 180 turn. I went from being lonely to being surrounded with an amazing church family to finding a beautiful wife and many friends. I went from being depressed to having this joy on the inside of me that words can't express. That it doesn't matter if I'm in a good season of my life or challenging, I have a joy on the inside of me regardless. From feeling hopeless to now waking up every day with such a sense of excitement and purpose for my future. And lastly, I remember from, I went from inner turmoil to finding a peace that cannot be explained in my life. Can we all close our eyes in this place? And you know what? I want to give everyone the same opportunity to say a prayer inviting Jesus into their life. You know what? Whoever you are here tonight, you need to know this, that you are only ever one step away from God. He loves you so much and He's pursuing a relationship with you. You were created to be in a relationship with God. And as every eyes close, there's three kinds of people I'd love to say this prayer with. Number one, maybe you're in this place and you've never invited Jesus into your heart. Maybe this is one of your first times in church and it might be quite full on or confusing right now what's happening. But I tell you, if that's you, I know that God is knocking on your heart here tonight and He wants to be in a relationship with you and He loves you. And if that's you in a moment, I want to include you in this prayer and I just want you to raise your hand in a, bit, uh, in a little bit and say, Dan, I want to be included in this prayer. The second kind of person is maybe you're sitting here tonight and you were once in a relationship with Jesus. This is my story too. But if you are honest with yourself right now, as you sit here, your heart is far from God. You've wandered away through whatever circumstances. But if, if that's you, in a moment, can I encourage you? Don't miss this opportunity. Respond here tonight as well. Raise your hand in a moment and, and recommit your life to Jesus. Or lastly, in this place, if you are not sure in your heart that you would spend eternity with God, you know what, that, that is too important to not be sure about. One thing every single one of us will face in common is we will all one day pass from this earth. No one lives forever. And we will all live for all eternity with God or without God. And this is the good news of Jesus Christ dying on a cross is you and I, if we would accept Him as our Savior, we can be assured we would spend eternity with Him. And so if that's you in a moment, if you just want that assurance, I want you to raise your hand too. So right now, with every eye closed, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm just going to say a prayer from the 
front. But if you're one of those three people and you want to be included in this prayer, if you want to say it for the first time, if you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, or you just want to be sure in your heart you're going to heaven right now, can you just raise your hand really quickly and say, Dan, that's me. I want to be included in this prayer. If that's you, you'll find right now your heart begins to beat. And it's almost like you can't explain it, but you know that you know that you need to make this decision. And so if there's anyone here tonight, just be really bold and just raise your hand and say, Dan, that's me. I want to say this prayer. I want to be forgiven of my sin. I'm just going to give this a few moments. I find in these moments, sometimes our, our mind races so fast, but, but our spirit moves slower and we begin to hear God. And if that's you, I just want to encourage you you know, we talked before about just do it afraid. If that's you right now, you'd be, I know you'd be nervous. I know it's a bit scary. But in these last few moments, if that's you, just do it afraid. Just raise your hand and say, Dan, that's me. I want to say this prayer. Be really bold in this moment. And I know that this can change your life forever as it changed mine. So I'm just looking across one last time. Is there anyone here who wants to say that prayer tonight? Just raise your hand really quickly and say, Dan, that's me. I'm just looking to my right, your left, over to the center, and over to your right. Awesome. We're good. We're good. Well, what we're going to do, guys, you can open your eyes. I'd actually love to say this prayer because I know sometimes um, there's this, we can be a little bit too intimidated to raise our hand. But you know what? I just want to say this prayer together. And if you wanted to raise your hand and you, and you know this prayer is for you, say it in your heart to God. And if that's you, just come see me after the service. I'll just be down the front and say, Dan, I wanted to. So can we all repeat this after me as we close? Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for sending your son to die on a cross for me and my sin. I say sorry and turn from my sin. I open up my heart and I invite you in. I declare today that I am saved, that I believe in you, and that I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. How good is that? Let's give it up if anyone did say that. That's fantastic. Well, guys, today is Group Launch Sunday, and you know we've been preaching into groups. I hope you're you're encouraged and stirred up to join a group. And I'd actually love to invite up our campus pastor, Josh Stock. Can we give it up for Josh as he hey. comes to join us? Good evening, church. How you going? Good, Dan. How awesome. are you? Awesome. Didn't good. Dan preach so well tonight? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, Josh, no. you're gonna uh, tell us a little bit about what kinds of group we run as a church and how we can sign up here tonight. Yep. So we, our church has just under 90 groups that run uh, over the month. Awesome. And uh, we try and make groups as available and open to as many people as possible. So Great. we ha- we we want to have a group for every single person in our church, and we believe we've got a group for every single person in our church. And if we don't we will start a group to make sure you're in a group in our church come on it's a bit of a a bit of fun but each term we launch course-based groups awesome and these are just seasonal groups that run a particular course on a particular topic uh to help build people in their spiritual walk awesome why don't you tell us a few that we're launching this so the first one is the bait of satan by john bevere and it's all about dealing with offense uh, in our heart and that's gonna be run by isaac and sienna give us a wave isaac give us a wave and there's sienna at the back that's really awesome. 
And then we've got Crash the uh, Crash the Chatterbox by Stephen Furtick. Pastor Jeremy's running that hey. course for all the guys. Awesome. All then, about our thinking. That's so powerful. Yeah, dealing Love with our book. bad thinking and putting it into God's thinking, which is great. Yeah. Then we've got uh, the Circle Maker, which is a course about learning how to pray. Yeah. Pray strong and bold. And that's going to be run by Cheryl Bird, hey, awesome. which is a women's group. And then Kylie and Quinton Ward as well. There's a mixed group. So there's that's a mixed awesome. group there. My wife is running a course called hey, The War Room. Come on. And it's how to pray through at the life's battles in prayer. Just playing, praying through that, which is great. Awesome. Then we've got a men's course called Fight, which Come is on. called, uh, which is run by a guy called Craig Rochelle. Yeah, and uh, the cool men are created to fight. Uh, but this whole course is about how to do it God's way. Yeah. And that's going to be run by Sammy Burns hey, over here is. on the stage. Come on, that's going to be an awesome group. Pastor Marita is running a course called Whisper, which is all about learning how to hear the voice of God in awesome. your life and uh, discerning what is God saying to you. So that's going to be a great course great. as well. And, uh, you know, some people could do this next course in faith. It's called From This Day Forward. It's yeah. a marriage course. Yeah. So, so if you want to get married, no. Yeah. Oh, no, it's <laughs> so, not that. But if you like engaged maybe totally if you're engaged this would be a great course for you but five principles to bulletproof your marriage that's that's gonna set you up so which is cool and uh yeah that's all our courses running this term also yeah just before i remember it's not a course-based group but i'm really excited about it is kathy clancy is launching a healing group awesome if you feel that is amazing so if you feel you've got the gift of healing and yep. want to want to be praying for people, yep. you can talk to Kathy and uh, get in get in amongst all that and praying for people. Yep. Or if you're in a season where you're believing for healing or you know someone who is needs healing in yep. their life, you can take them to that group and get prayer for and ministered. That's so cool. And uh, it's going to be a great That's group. That's awesome. I know there's even a few more. And you know, what we're going to do is after the service, we have a join a group station where some of our group's pastors will be. So if people have any questions about it or want to sign up, they can head straight out there, right? Yes, you can do that. Or you can jump onto our website, Absolutely. LC3 forward slash groups. All our groups are there. You can log on and uh, we'll get a hold of you this week awesome. and get you set up. Come on. Thank you, Josh. Let's give him a hand. So would so encourage everyone in this place, sign up to a group, um, as, it, as Josh said, online or out there. It's going to be powerful. But right now, I'm going to invite up Pastor John, our senior pastor. Can we give it up?